Welcome to episode 192 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my co-host, Warren Sklar, is here. How you doing, Warren? Was I here last week? I'm losing yes, you, count. Yes, you were. All right. Two weeks in a row? Yeah. All right. All right. It's, yeah, it's a record. Um, I'm doing good. I'm uh, <laughs> actually, you know, working. Um, yeah, that's your saying. Work first, I mean, it's the first time I've had a full, literal full-time job in 20 or so years. So I'm not quite used to it, and I'm falling behind on my tech news. So this is all news to no, me. So I'm, this, lo- I'm looking forward to hearing it. All right. So we'll get you caught up here. But uh, I would like to welcome a new guest to the show, and I'm so thrilled to have him. Um, Andrew Orr from the Mac Observer. How are you doing, Andrew? Hi, David. Uh, this is my first time here. Thank you for yeah. having me. Absolutely, and you're you're the fine a fine writer at the Mac Observer, and we have a, we're going to hit your knowledge with uh, all the uh, great articles you write every day uh, on, on that site, as well as uh, your your expertise in uh, security. We'll be talking about iOS security in just a bit, but of course we have to have Jeff Gamut back on the show. So how's it doing? How are you doing, Jeff? I, I, I'm doing great, and I just love that you keep asking me back. It's Absolutely. so much fun to hang out with all of you. And Andrew, it's so awesome to get you to see you. Yeah. I know. It's it's been a long time. Yeah, so it, we'll, 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 it's we'll been over a week. <laughs> I think it's been 2 days for me. So <laughs> we saw Mac with Mac voices, so uh, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of news and uh, of course this thing called a Apple event finally got announced. We'll be hitting that topic uh beta as we always do so lots of stuff to talk about today so let's just go dive right into the news this week um first article here this is a mac rumors michael douglas to star as benjamin franklin in an upcoming apple tv plus series apple did announce it this week the new benjamin franklin show that is set to star uh michael douglas as a uh as as the character in a limited drama series based on the book a great improvisation franklin france and the birth of america so According to uh, Apple, it'll explore uh, it'll explore Franklin's career right around age seventy, and it's going to look like it's going to be a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting uh, show. What do you think, uh, Andrew? This is, I think this is pretty cool. It is interesting. Um, from what I read of it, it is based on you know it's a true story. It's yeah. uh, how Benjamin Franklin, I think, was able to. Uh, negotiate some kind of deal with France at the beginning of, you know, the the USA of America and how he was able to have uh, France support America during those, the, the times back then. Yeah. No. Yeah. And if you, if, every, if you, like I, you and many of us like his, the U.S. history, this, this is going to be a, a pretty cool show to see. Don't you think, Warren? Is something you like as history? Um, um, I liked Hamilton, the musical. Um, (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. And that was musically explained to to you. Yeah, so I've been to Philadelphia, so I'm guessing this is going to be more of like an action murder series than a historical thing. Again, I've been to Philadelphia. Um, (laughs) A few of us have. Oh, I see what you I see what you did there. And then yeah. the my last thought is um, I don't know if probably love <laughs> if anybody's seen the uh, Kaminsky method uh, mm, series. I love that show. So my thought is like you know I, I'm spoilers if you haven't seen it hold your ears but I don't care. At the end of the series, Michael Douglas um, gets a role as the old man in the sea, and um, 
it's sort of like cheesy. He has a nightmare that's like a cheesy film. That's kind of what I'm picturing for Michael Douglas at this point because. Yeah, well, just it's Jeff, you'll, you, you like history? Something, something that would interest you? The show? Nobody likes how I, I'm very interested in this. I mean, the yeah. the whole thing with what Benjamin Franklin did, um, and, and the person that he was. I mean, th- this guy. I mean, he was a talker, and and he could convince people to do all kinds of stuff. And he was he was a ladies' man. Yes. <laughs> He was. I, it's, I, I, I so mean, this might be an NC seventeen series. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm. You know, if it, if it's historically accurate, then <laughs> it should have an NC seventeen yeah. rating. It's kind of be because like a, you know the, the whole idea we're that going like Netflix uh, kind of uh, uh, porn because Apple TV doesn't really right. So you know, so like well. so. What do I have to do to get you to sign out of this deal? And then he starts unbuttoning clothes. Did they, did they ever have nudity, like any actual nudity on Apple TV shows? Uh, I know, like Tim Cook was kind of against it, but I'm trying to not know. as far as I know. Yeah, no, I uh, a so. lot of F's and S's and all, a lot of curses. Violence well, of course, but can't I don't know. Can't not have that. that. That's real world. I don't know if I've ever seen a, uh, a naked person on Apple TV, and that might be a Tim Cookian thing. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, next story is in uh, the Mac Observer. Oh, yeah, this guy Andrew Orr wrote this article. This is uh, uh, this is uh, open web advocacy group wants to f- f- uh, fewer iOS browser restrictions. Um, and a group of software engineers have uh, launched a open web advocacy. The advocacy, uh, the goal is to challenge Apple's ban on third party browsers on iOS and encourage the adoption of web apps from. And uh, since you wrote this article, Andrew, why don't you tell us about this? Um, I, I'm really, uh, I have always questioned why Apple won't allow you to have your, you know, not have to be on WebKit and have your, be able to have an independent browser. I mean, we we, we uh, at least won the fact that you can set your, uh, browsers themselves as default. So if you have Edge, if you have Firefox, whatever, that can be your default browser. But you're still using the engine in, in Safari and WebKit. So, uh, so yeah, tell us about what the what the, the the three different priorities that they say here. Yeah, and and that's really the main. There are two main goals of this group, uh, as I understand it. This group was formed recently, and one, they do want to challenge Apple's uh, browser engine dominance, because like you said, um, on iOS and iPadOS, the mobile devices, they kind of force all the other third-party browsers to use their engine WebKit, which, as we've kind of seen uh, you know, that's that's great. Um, but uh, there have been, uh, uh, sorry, what was it called? There was some kind of uh, uh, index DB. That's what I'm thinking of. So um, they use, they force people to use their web browser um, WebKit, but that also brings troubles like security issues, like right. And, you know, these web developers don't have any control over that. And it sounds like these um, this group does want to maybe have um, even the playing field between web apps and native apps, how those are treated. I think that has been another complaint 
you know, there have been accusations against Apple that they are somehow um, limiting web apps because they want to force people to the app store. And it just sounds like this group wants to maybe talk to regulators and see if they can try to level that playing field. Yeah. And, and like I said, they're trying to persuade Apple to, uh, allow these engines to, to, to uh, you know, give better development item uh, stuff. I mean, you know, Firefox has got a number of browsers. They got the Firefox Focus, some, you know, which I think is a great uh, browser. The fact if you want to be really surf uh, uh, privately, you can and not have to turn on incognito mode or anything like that. So there, there are, yeah. uh, that's what's been great about I, uh, the uh, app, at least opening up browsers. Because uh, I remember it was like, God, oh, no, Safari, that's it. Can't use anything else. But they really, they've really opened it up. But I think this is something I'm hoping that this this group will will push on. Jeff, did you have any thoughts on this? I always have thoughts. I know Even you do. without diving in to get all the facts. Of course, I always have thoughts. <laughs> all right. So my first thought is, from a security standpoint, how does opening up um, iOS to alternate um, uh, web engines? help with security. And, and, and I'm not saying that Apple shouldn't do this, but it seems to me like if you have one web engine, in this case, WebKit, and that's the only one you have, you have limited uh, the number of, of uh, attack vectors by not allowing other uh, web engines. Now, whether or not that's a valid argument I don't know, but it seems to me like if you have a platform and you can limit the number of web engines, then you are reducing the number of security uh, threats. Now, it doesn't mean Apple shouldn't open up iOS to additional uh, web browser engines at this point. As far as the whole web app thing, I find some delicious irony in this because when Apple launched the iPhone, they said, make web apps, just make web apps. That's right. it. That's all and, uh, right. And, uh, and my guess is that if, if I were to really dig into this, what I would find is that the, the big complaint that, that developers ha are having with Apple's current status in the web app community is that what they want to do is write Chrome apps and uh, and having to write something that is more general uh, uh, browser support as opposed to Chrome specific support is is where they're having their problems. Absolutely. Any thoughts, Warren? Just kind of the financial edge to this. Like, what's? I mean, who's it benefiting? Like to open up to different types of. Uh, I don't know. Like if, 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 if I open up my iPhone and go to a website and the website works, then that's all I care about as a user. So, yeah. I mean, whether it's Firefox or, or opera or whatever that you go into, it's whatever engine you're trying to use, if it works, that's all the user cares about. If it's faster or better. I, I mean, what's, what, what's, what are they going to gain? I guess is what I'm trying to yeah. figure out by, by changing the technology. Anyways, uh, unless there's financial reason, like Jeff mentioned, maybe Chrome apps. And if that's a thing, if people start writing, you know, selling Chrome apps, that's a, that's a financial thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And then um, next story, another, another card that you wrote, on Andrew's uh, need Tor for iOS. Uh, Orbot has arrived on the platform. Uh, Orbot acts as a proxy server for people who provide uh, security for, for network traffic. It was released on Android back in 2008, and this Tor on iOS app is now available. Uh, this is the official app from the Tor project. Uh, uh, Andrew, what is, what is the Tor browser? I mean, I know it's the un, it's short for the Onion browser, and of course, it's open source. Um, is it something that a, a normal user would want to use? Um, I think it's a it is a good uh, privacy tool for people, and like you said, um, it it just recently got to iOS. It has been on Android for a long time. There have been Onion browsers on, on iOS for a while, but this is mm-hmm. the the first, as far as I know, the first one from the Tor Project Direct. So this is the official thing. And to try to like summarize it, um, Tor, it stands for the Onion Router. It was developed by the Navy a long time ago. It's governed government funded, but it's also open source. And what it does is try to um, protect your browsing by kind of, it's, it's different from a VPN because what a VPN does, it just acts as a middleman between what between uh, the client and the destination server, like whatever website you're trying to connect to. Um, a Tor, what it does is kind of bounces your traffic around before it gets to the destination. I don't know how many kind of hops it takes, but it, it's all encrypted. And um, what Orbot is, it's, it, it is a proxy. So there are distinct Tor browsers where you go to this app, you connect to the network and you can access these special dot onion um, websites through the app. And then when you're done, you cancel it and, you know, you resume whatever you were doing before. Orbot is different just because you you press that button and connect to it. And then you can access Onion websites inside, say, Safari. So it's just a little bit more kind of open-ended, I think. Probably open more for someone who's going to be a little more advanced. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a... A, nor, a common user that that just doesn't do much on their iOS device. I don't know if this will be something for the fainted heart, <laughs> because it's it, you need to be a kind of an IT type person to want to do something like this. And 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 the app is is the app itself is is it not in the Apple Store App Store or is it uh, you have to go to Orbot's website to to find out more about that? Um, now it is officially on the Apple on in the App Store, and it is free. But I agree with you. Maybe not everyone would want to download this because it's generally recommended for people in very extreme situations like whistleblowers, uh, journalists covering, say, the the recent uh, happenings in Ukraine and Russia. And it's it's you know, it's just for that those pretty extreme types. Okay, Warren, you're extreme type. Would you be? Would you use something like this? Because you're always on beta, so I, I call you extreme type. <laughs> I'm living on the edge, man. I'm living on the edge. Um, yeah, I mean, like Jeff said, if you're you know giving up government secrets, um, strange porn fetishes, people, possibly. 
um, and somebody who just kind of downloads torrents all day, I guess. Uh, that's who can't think of anybody else who would probably need that uh, yeah. or want it. Well, speaking of that, Jeff, what, what about you? Would you use, is this something? Was this something you would use? Um, I, like a, I have. Like I have used. Does yeah. Go ahead. Sure, I've used Tor <laughs> over the years, and uh, and um, my my take on Tor is that if you don't know what it is, you don't need it, and uh, and a lot of people that that. Th- that would otherwise think, oh, I should get Tor because, uh, you know, I don't want Facebook to know what I'm doing, or yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired of the idea that my ISP can track my activity, so I'm going to get Tor, you know, because my my nephew told me about this, and then they get it, and then they're all pissed off. So is my is my service provider intentionally slowing down my bandwidth because this is not what it was like before and my movies kind of stutter now and it takes longer for stuff to load. And, you know, Hey, when, when you have something that does what tour does, I mean, amazingly useful tool, but like Andrew said, you're going through multiple encrypted hops out and back. And that adds time to the, uh, to the whole uh, uh, process of loading a web page. And depending on um, how fast or slow some of these servers are that you're going to pass through, you can you can have a a significant degradation of your bandwidth, yeah, or perceived degradation of your bandwidth. Very slow, it'll be Mm -hmm. a close, very slow experience. So. All right, let's go and move on here. Next story. This is an Apple Insider. Giles Martin remasters Beatles One uh, for spatial audio. This is exciting. Uh, the Beatles compilation album uh, One, which has got twenty-seven of the number one songs of all time from uh, from the Beatles, which is probably one of the best albums you could ever buy, uh, uh, is uh, now being remastered on Apple Music by Giles Martin, who is the son of the famed Beatle producer George Martin. Uh, Giles Martin had pre- previously praised Spatial Audio for and Dolby Atmos. That is, it's built on and saying it doesn't always sound quite right, but. He intends to remaster the, the Beatles, Beatles album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band because of this, and but now he just instead did no, uh, one instead. So, uh, but and according to Engadget, the compilation of the Beatles hits have been entirely remastered by Martin. This is exciting. And Jeff, the audio file you are, what do you think of this? I think this is exciting. I, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, um, he's excited. It sounds like you guys might be excited about. It. Yeah, yeah, we're just a little bit excited about this. So, it's. The, the whole thing with the, with the Beatles catalog, I, I have listened to so many remasterings of their, their music over the years. And it's fascinating just the, the significant difference in audio quality, or at least in how it's presented to you, depending on the, the remaster that you get. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to, to hearing but actually, I'm looking really looking forward to Sergeant Pepper. Me too. Yeah, in, in spatial audio because I, I mean I I've heard uh, uh, versions of that album where it just sounds like someone said, "Well, if I take this dial and slide it all the way to R, and this dial and slide it all the way to L, this is going to sound awesome." Uh, one chance. Hold on, guys. Hold on one second, Andrew. Huh? The Beatles are a band that were popular. 
<laughs> oh my Sorry. god you had, had to. to yeah i had to go ahead. i thank go, you go ahead andrew <laughs> go ahead andrew what do you think jeff 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 is, we're both i, I could this, just so. go on the rest of the night but yeah, but yeah andrew you should talk we're, we're both okay over i this, mean so. the beatles are great like i won't dispute that but i am a fan of i am a fan of spatial audio i like it mm-hmm. um so far, we've seen it in generally Apple Music now for most other content. It's um, on Apple TV now. Uh, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't spread to Netflix. There was some rumor that it was going to be, but I guess Netflix turned that down. But what I was surprised by, uh, I just remember, I think I was watching um, some concert on YouTube and suddenly I realized, wait, this has spatial audio because yeah. if I turn my head, the yeah. sound is like still centered on the device. So that was a surprise to me. Yeah. Whenever I watch an Apple TV show like on my TV here, I'm like, oh, my God. We're, we're, oh, yeah, it, it's really cool. Yeah. I'll be paying close attention to what yeah. they do with this because yeah. there's there's a lot of Beatles music that was recorded intentionally to be mono. Right. Because that's that's what you had for radio at that point. That so, yeah. yeah, so they recorded and mastered for mono and and you get some weird mixes because of people faking stereo for that over the years. Like, yeah. oh, let's just throw Ringo here and we'll throw John here and uh, and it'll be fine, yeah. even though it's they're They're just like completely on one channel. The, the last last uh, the comments for you, for you, Warren. So, um, yeah, when I was uh, what just made me think of Ashley? First of all, Love is the better album, um, and that was by his dad um, right before he passed. And it was a great show, show too in Vegas. Show, we've seen the show about five or six times, but the album is made for them to do this for too, because if you listen yeah. to it, it has all the, like the birds tweeting and it all kind yep. of goes around you. So hopefully he'll do that. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. And then uh, the other thought is uh, when I, when I bought my first real car, it was an Acro TXS, uh, TXS was that? Anyways, they had a whole thing at the time uh, and I forgot what they call it, but it was a super CD or something like that. Or it was a, <laughs> do you remember this? And it, and it had, it, it was actually the, or not the origin, but it was sort of like a spatial audio thing where it was kind of like, you know, they tried it and it never took off. I remember my dad actually bought like a national external player for it. Cause he liked it so much too. And that never took off, but you know, I, that, that's what they're, I did know. not invest in, in that technology. Because, do you know what I'm talking about? It was like DVD. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's a, it's the same reason why it was, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there, there's but, so many technologies like that that came out that I just. I mean, it sounded it sounded good, but you know, you had to buy all new uh, CDs for it, and yeah, you know, there weren't a lot. I remember going to Best Buy, and there'd be like, you know, maybe like a little uh, one half of a section of those albums, and I yeah, think it was yeah. it, it. It didn't survive very long. No, but, no, but no. spatial audio is, um, you know, cool, and that's what I was trying to go for. All right, a couple more quick stories here. Uh, this is an, I- an iMore. Slack is dropping support for iOS 13 on iPhone and iPad. Uh, it'll, you'll have to have iOS 14 or newer. And this is this is a pretty interesting because 
lot of app developers do tend to stay at least two versions back so they can continue to support those who can't, uh, who are at the end of the road with their older devices. But then older devices are also just are starting to become less and less of a device you want to keep anymore. Uh, but I can see why somebody like Slack wants to do something like this. You know, now they're, uh, uh, now they're owned by Salesforce. There are a lot of things are changing, of course, I'm sure. But uh, I think this is a good idea that, uh, that that they keep these versions, you know, with maybe one or two back, uh, two at the most. So, Jeff, what do you think? I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad to see something like this. I'm not surprised to see this at all. A lot yeah. of people forget that Slack was developed as a business tool. Exactly. And it just so happens that because they don't charge for the entry tier, that it gets used for uh, uh, non-business stuff as well. Right. But if you're if, if you're developing a tool like this for the business community, your customers are not going to be using operating systems that are that are two generations old. Yep, agreed. Yep. So, real quick, Andrew, any 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 thoughts? Yeah, uh, I'm just reading because I just saw this update this morning and these uh, these release notes just say, you know, a friendly heads up in order to keep up with the grown capabilities of newer operating systems. This is going to be the last version of Slack that supports uh, iOS 13. And yeah, like Jeff said, I do agree with that. That makes sense to me. I, I don't know anything really about programming or development, but I can imagine that trying to support a lot of older um, operating systems maybe just doesn't make sense at some point. Yeah, like, like Jeff said, businesses, they don't, they don't stay on old versions very long. So would you agree with mm-hmm. that one? Um, don't slack and get a newer device. There you go. That's a good way to, to segue into the next article here. Uh, Last uh, story here on Mac rumors: uh, Apple will soon offer Face ID repairs without replacing the entire iPhone. Apple stores uh, and Apple authorized service providers will soon be able to replace Face ID on the Apple XS and newer without having to replace the whole device, according to an internal memo that Mac rumors obtained from a reliable source. Uh, Apple says, uh, "said authorized technicians will have the access to a new True Depth camera service part." contained all Face ID and front uh, camera modules, allowing for the same unit repairs. And Apple said that it'll move to help reduce the number of whole unit re- uh, repairs complete. Uh, that's that's good because we know that Apple's have already already decided they're going to offer service parts to, to basically anyone uh, that wants to purchase them. So, and I had a XS until XS Max until I, I traded it in and had the had the display replaced. And of course, it wasn't a uh, um, it wasn't an authentic part. Oh gosh. And not that I wanted to spend double the price I paid for it. Uh, and of course, the face ID didn't work. So uh, because of that exact thing. So, uh, Andrew, what do you think? I think this is uh, I'm glad to see. You know, uh, I don't remember exactly which iPhone this happened with, but I do remember there was some big hullabaloo about yeah. um, people were trying to um, go and try to repair their iPhone with these maybe not apple official uh providers and it was this thing with the these their iphones were bricked because it was something linked to face id and it was just something where the device itself said um this is a new screen or module but it's not a it wasn't an 
Apple authorized. So it's the whole device is brick now. And I'm, I'm glad to see Apple doing this. They did release the Apple service program where a lot of people can have these um, more official tools and self-help things. And now we have this as well. Okay. Jeff, any, any thoughts? This has been so necessary for so long. Yeah. A, a lot of people forget that just because they live someplace where they can get to an Apple store or a legit authorized Apple uh, repair center to get their iPhone fixed, that's not the way it is in a lot of places. Yep. And, uh, and there are a lot of legit repair companies out there or businesses out there. And they just couldn't do this kind of repair without bricking your device yeah. when they should have been able to do it. So uh, this is a good move. Very much. Warren, last, last comment on this art on this. We move on from the news. Um, no, other than if you were hoping to get a whole new free phone and instead of just a new part, you'll be sad. Yeah. They so they stopped. They'll stop doing that. All right, let's move on to the topics of this uh, this week's show. And as I always do when I have a new guest, and Andrew, you being a new guest here on In Touch with iOS, we always ask our guests what um, Apple devices you own and how you use them in your daily workflow. So I, I'm going to go through and talk about all the devices that we focus on. iPhone, I know you have an iPhone, of course. So what iPhone model do you use and, mm-hmm. and how, how, does it, how does it work in your workflow? So, yeah, I... I have the iPhone 13 Pro. I really love it. And I did go from the 12 Pro to the 13 Pro. One of the major features for me was um, (laughs) the, yeah, the the macro feature in the camera. I just love it because macro photography has always been, you know, my kind of thing I've been focusing on. Um, I'm, I have an iPad the iPad yep. Pro, this is the first model from 2018. Yep. And, you know, for a long time, I was kind of an iPad first person. I haven't been using it actually in a long time because mm. at one point, my arms just really got sore from reaching up to the touch screen because I'm on it all day writing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I oh, moved like, back like to my MacBook mm-hmm. Air. Yep. I moved back to my MacBook Air and I got a mouse for myself and now it's been more comfortable. <laughs> and Apple TV, you, you just, have an Apple TV, right? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I don't. Nope. Don't. Okay. You know, I'm yeah, a- Andrew, you just totally nailed why Apple's not going to do a touchscreen Mac. Mm. Yeah. Keep it separate. So, and that's good. To, good. And I mean, go ahead. Yeah, and I know you can use a mouse and a keyboard now with the iPad Pro, but I just I still don't like how the mouse the cursor works with the iPad. I just don't like it. So Mac it's, all the way. It's better if you use um, a Magic Trackpad instead of a mouse when you're right. uh, when you when you're using external devices to control your iPad. It makes okay. a huge difference because yeah. now you can okay. do gestures. Definitely agree with that. So. All right. Good point. Good. Well, we welcome you to the show. Glad, uh, glad you shared uh, what uh, your devices do with uh, your workflow. So, uh, quick, uh, quick oh, update on that, just to let you know, with uh, Unity, 
Is that what it's called? Uh, universal control. That's right. Universal control. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And moder- moderate, yeah. Yeah, so it does work. Um, the gestures with the trackpad also work on the iPad. They, the first version, it didn't, but then they fixed it, and it's sweet. So just add on that. Go ahead. All right. And we'll, we'll, we'll hit Beatty here. We're, gonna, we're actually wanted to move up the story here to talk about you know, as as we uh, came on uh, recording this week, uh, Apple announced the peak performance, the first Apple event for 2022. It'll be on March 8th as we record this. And uh, we wanted to give our predictions and such. I found it funny. I, we have a link in the show notes of an article here that, uh, boy, Apple really did a number of teasing people at the fact that they, they, they announced this so late. I mean, I don't think we found out about it until, you know, uh, earlier this week as we record. Uh and usually you find out about it about a week or two before it actually uh, gets announced. So uh, even so, the even Siri, uh, when you when you would ask Esley, uh, uh, it would tell you you had to wait a little longer for the Apple event to kind of tease you. And then, of course, a day later, <laughs> we found out there is an event. All the news outlets had Facebook posts that yeah. were you know that they're like, uh, I guess Apple's not having an event. And then, like, yeah, an hour later, they did it, and you know, the the joke was that it aged well, obviously, but um, yeah, it was, it was. Uh, in fact, you had a link in here too, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And you just took it out too, saying that uh, they canceled uh, that there's no event. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so just to get the, the kind of the chuckle, that that's kind of first time I ever I ever remember Apple doing that. Well, kind of teasing. Well, you'll just have to wait, and then. Um, day later here we go um we do have a link of course to, to andrew's article for you being here we always like i'm, I'm happy to, to to link back to all the fine work you do uh, that you talked about this apple event and i think we know we have a pretty good uh, idea of what the three things that we're probably going to expect at this uh, as announced at this event which would be the apple the iphone se the third generation um mm-hmm. what do you guys think i think obviously it's it's, it's long in the tooth it was way overdue it's a 4g phone that's currently on the market right now um i think this is just so important um so what are, what are your guys thoughts so jeff i'm gonna start with you what do you think with uh, the iphone se yeah um i i think apple's going to keep the se around and it makes sense to bring it up to 5g because i mean that's that's where we're heading now there's also a, uh, an economic reason to do that and that's because once you go to 5G for the components, that's universal. 5G is 5G everywhere. So yep. it's not like you have to make the 5G phone for a specific carrier or um, uh, a specific country. And just, just so you know, I'm actually not in the middle of a, a mild earthquake. Cat decided to jump up on my desk and walk around and bump into everything, and she just left. So right. she made her cameo appearance. Anyhow, oh, I missed it. Well, she she managed to go under the camera. I didn't yeah, know, so like, you get to I, see yeah, it. So I'm like Jeff, you might be making that up because I didn't see anything. I heard it. Yeah. Though. Um. Maybe. Maybe. Uh. I, I'm just having a a, a mild seizure. <laughs> no, Anyhow. Um. Yeah. It's it's time for Apple logically to do the the upgrade to 5G for the SE. Absolutely. You know, and then rumors, you know, I have been doing a lot of rumors lately, but it, this is the type of this with this event. You kind of have some fun here with rumors. They were even saying, we're making rumors of the fact that this this price point could go as as low as 
uh, 199 which I found that extremely hard to believe. Apple would never go that low on a price on an iPhone. Um, uh, so I don't know what your guy. What do you guys think? I, I just don't find it. I find that to be very it's, credible. It's the last uh, device with a, a button, right? It's like, yes. It's the sole. It's the sole button survivor. Touch touch ID, right? The touch ID. Um, 199 for that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe if it was like a part of like a T-Mobile deal or something like that. That's what they kind of said last time too. And yeah. included all the, the re- remember, uh, it said started 899, but that was, a yeah, they had all the specials. Anyhow, um, uh, personally, I, I think the people, uh, the, the, the customers, the, uh, that phone appeals to, they probably don't care if it's 4G or 5G. They could care less. Yeah, I've got a family yeah. member who has it and yeah. she could I care think less. Just, you're not going to get a $300 phone and, you know, worry about like the extra. Yeah. You're probably not even going to like spring for the, the extra money for the plan at that yeah. if it does cost it. So, uh, and it's got the A15 processor, which uh, the, that's the same chip that's in the iPhone 13, which is even more interesting. The fact you're getting the same processor as a, a phone that's at least almost double what the what the cost is of a of, of an SE. Well, we obviously we don't know what the price is yet, but um, interesting to see that they're really they're 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 really putting in line to the, to the iPhone 13 model um, and uh, uh, and uh, be able to charge less for it. So, like I said, I mean, how much? The second highest phone up is the the mini, right? Uh, the, the, 13. the thirteen mini, yep, and then the thirteen yeah. pro. So and the thirteen and the thirteen pro, right? So if if you're choosing between the um, the I keep forgetting the name of what it's going to be called, um, the five G, uh, the five S. Where's my notes? Anyhow, if you're choosing between that and the mini, and the price difference is going to be low enough i think eventually they're going to get rid of the the button phone because it's just going to phase out yeah but i think it's the, it's the low end of the market and it's going to generate more you know interest and not i mean iphone is 50 percent of apple's business so <laughs> it's uh it, it it's going to be interesting to see um to see uh and then the ipad air they'll have a fifth generation they say with another a15 chip and the 5g um and it will have center stage, which uh, which which is which follows you along when you're uh, on FaceTime. Uh, and uh, will it have the uh, uh, will it have the uh, the Touch ID on the on the power button like uh, the the previous Air had? I'm assuming they're going to carry that over. Wouldn't you think, Andrew? I would assume so. Um, when I looked at the rumors. Um, I only saw the 5G and the center stage, and uh, I didn't see anything about Touch ID or Face ID. So I assume it would, you know, keep the Touch ID. Yep. So any thoughts, Jeff, on the iPad? Uh, I think Touch ID will stay. It's a more economical price point. And considering this is a device that is also targeting education markets, um, then that just kind of fits in with what Apple historically has done for that space. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so 
And then, of course, the rumors, the the big chatter lately has been the Apple's AR and VR headset. I think we're a long way off on that. Wouldn't you guys agree with that, with that, with that device? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the best you can hope for, for Apple announcing AR, VR platform that goes beyond what they're doing with, with uh, iPhone and iPad would be... A, an announcement at WWDC so that developers can start working right. on software and then a developer kit that will cost a, a lot of money. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then they'll have that for, um, I don't know, at least through the holiday season, maybe through WWDC next year when they do an official launch. Mm-hmm. And then that way they'll have all this time to, uh, to, work on the platform in a more real world environment as opposed to just their labs. And then uh, it gives developers time to uh, really start building up their applications and have them at a usable point when Apple's hardware ships to the public. Absolutely. I think Um, Tim Cook, I think real fast, Tim Cook is walking on stage with a big thing on his head come next week. (laughs) <laughs> just you, th- you think it's going to happen okay yep. it's right. going to come out with the big goggles and say hey everybody no. and, and he's going to say big big honking things hanging off your face and giving you neck uh muscle injuries wasn't cool until we did it and now it is <laughs> so he's going to so, put on just regular like he's going to put like a steve jobs and like just put on regular, you know, reading glasses and go, ooh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> I, I want to watch Tim walking around stage like this. Yeah. <laughs> all in gaze. All right. Speaking of all the gaze, uh, you know, Jeff's been putting around all these cr- crazy rumors, and he had an apo- hypothesis of what this Apple event really is going to have. And I and I, I, I know I'm probably going down this uh, this uh, crazy road, but, you know, Jeff, I love you so much that we we ha- you have to tell our listeners what your hypothesis is for this event. <laughs> okay. Well, when you brought it up earlier, I thought you were joking about doing it on the show, but okay. No, no I um, want to hear it. I think people are going to get a chuckle. Okay. So uh, keep so it clean, of course. <laughs> the, the tagline is peak performance. Therefore, Apple's announcing a, an online streaming adult entertainment service and uh, and then this fall just in time for the holiday buying season they'll announce a new product line that ties in to uh, to the service and it will be apple branded sex toys okay iPorn, right <laughs> take it as, find, as you want you can, here, finally, sell, you can finally sell the uh the the, uh, the uh, airpod subwoofer that we all have seen pictures of and uh and and for those of you that really want to know what that is you can google it but you probably shouldn't you shouldn't so a good way to wrap up this segment about the events here but go ahead before you uh we could kick andrew's tour browser back into that conversation yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's right um so it's going to be an interesting event. We'll have full coverage for, of the event uh, next uh, next week's show. So you'll we'll do a recap of what uh, was announced. So um, we're always excited when the events happen. And, uh, you'll definitely hear the coverage here on the show here. So um, let's move on to uh, to beta this week. And be- iOS 15.4 beta 5 was released this week. Betas have been pretty active these last couple of weeks. Um, 
I always go to, to Warren because Warren, as, as you don't know, as you probably know, you may or may not know, Andrew, that uh, he lives on the edge and puts every one of his production devices on beta. I think Andrew does. I think I've heard Andrew does too, to be honest with you. You, you do the same, right? Rushing yep. in where angels fear too. So, so, so I got, I got two of them. I can just tell guys. by the, like, the, this guy jumps, he jumps off cliffs. And he puts beta on his phone. Like, you know. <laughs> exactly. Anyhow, All right. Um, yes, I can see no noticeable difference yeah. of anything on the last betas. I could say the the last round of betas for Apple has been great. I put the Windows, uh, the latest. The, I don't know if anybody plays with Windows 11 uh, preview builds, but for uh, about two weeks, it's been the worst experience uh, of a mm. while. So. Uh, Apple wins this week's uh, uh, beta uh, beta war of being better than Windows. Yeah, we've we've covered pretty much all of the new features and changes, including the universal control feature that's going to finally come to, to Mac OS Monterey. Um, Anderson's do, do you guys not. Still, do you guys? Right. I'm sorry. Do, do you guys still not have the uh, unlock with the uh, with the mask? That's in fifteen. That is going to so, be in yeah. this this new version. So yeah. so so I mean. When they announced it, masks were a little more important. It's <laughs> just saying it's going to be a little. It's, yeah, I, think it's, a little I think it's going the to timing is be relevant because yeah, people are taking their masks off now. Yeah. I mean, this is what I said last time when the uh, stupid watch was unlocking the the uh, the phone back then, and uh, you know, for six months I lived, I literally lived a better life by not by being able to unlock my uh, phone with my uh, my thing. So yeah. they did it again. I mean, it's stupid. They they put this in beta and it should come out sooner. Yeah. They're taking their time. up being relevant again. Just be patient. <laughs> my yeah. watch still tells me to wash my hands. That's how relevant that is. Okay. You left it on. See that that's actually really relevant. Also, well, that's that's because two years ago when this whole pandemic started, that was their solution. Remember, to yeah, tell you to but wash most your hands. people don't wash their hands properly anyhow. They no, just, like, and I still don't leave them know, near without, the faucet. You know. And in fact, when I go to the bathroom and it says wash your hands, I I, I scowl at it and say, "No, you wash your hands, lady." But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just oh my that's, gosh, that's oh. my rant right now. It's the rant right now is the they. These are great features that they they announced in this beta uh, for this pandemic, and they their timing was just awfully stooped on both of them. So, still be great in the winter. Yeah, it would it would. So, did you did you find anything on? Uh, you, you have beta on all of your devices, right? You said, oh, Andrew, you have an Apple Watch too. We didn't even talk about that. Uh, do you do you put the beta on the watch? Uh, I didn't mention my Apple Watch just because I really haven't been using it that much. Oh, Maybe okay. I should. So yeah, yeah, you need to be washing your hands better. Just so <laughs> yeah. You know. and, and yeah, uh, probably. And and you can have the experience of putting a bait on a watch that absolutely has no visual or any kind of difference of the last version before it. This watch has looked exactly the same actually since. I mean. I mean, it's iOS yeah. 13, you know, and whatever the watch OS was last year, it, it's the least changed. Seven. Uh, Apple TV is a close second. That thing, like, oh, but we did get some exciting. Uh, I get to watch from three years, like from like two years or three years of uh, iOS uh, TV OS. I don't think I've noticed like one or two differences. For, in, yeah. This in this 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 round there was a few new new things we talked about. So, all right. 
let's go ahead and move on. And, uh, you know, Andrew, I had you on the show here. And, and one of the things I really wanted to have you talk to us about is uh, you, you uh, with the interest in, uh, in security uh, with uh, your devices uh, and uh, specifically here, iOS and iOS security has always been a really good, um, a really, really good and secure. I think Apple does a really good job keeping your device uh, secure and they've always uh, mm-hmm. released, they've always released white papers out for specifically for iOS uh, security and you'd have to, you know, you know, read through and you know, many of us probably don't read through, but uh, I think it's it's a good thing. I have a link in the show notes here to the Apple platforms to security because that's and that's now how Apple is really centralizing everything into one place, which I think is great. This is a this is a live site uh, just like it is with the the user guides you have for a lot of their devices. So, um, but uh, it, and it goes through and, and talks about some of the security uh, and. We're really what is what is the kind of the things that Apple does with iOS that you think stands out uh, with uh, with protecting us on the devices more more so than you know you you covered Android a long time so you as well so you definitely have some insights here in the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I yeah I think this new guide is really great. Like you mentioned uh, previously. Apple only release white papers, AKA uh, this is just a PDF and you kind of have to, you know, control F your, your way around it. Maybe Um, nowadays, Apple is this, uh, they release this platform security guide. It's a webpage. It's a lot more user-friendly in my opinion. Um, I, some of the things I like about what Apple is doing is at least just with iOS 15, they've had the iCloud keychain for a while now. I really like that with 15, they have added um, support for uh, two-factor authentication. These uh, one-time based passcodes where, you know, it changes every 30 seconds, but it's a really great way to add extra security to your uh, online accounts. They've also added iCloud, um, uh, what's it called? iCloud Private Relay, which uh, helps protect your browsing in Safari. You can add disposable emails with Hide My Email. So I'm personally really glad to see, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with some of the changes Apple has made lately. And then with the app security, that that that's I think is a huge thing too. Even on you know the Google Play Store, we always kind of make fun. Well, yeah, we should make fun because a lot of, there's you know, there's a lot of rogue apps out there, and Apple does mm-hmm. such a great great job keeping everything you know secure and and rejects any apps they they deem that are not secure. Um, there's a there's a lot of capabilities that that Apple goes through. You kind of just you can briefly go through and. With app security, what what Apple does a good job at with the, keeping these these apps actually working uh, and keeping you secure. Well, specifically, another feature they added in iOS 15 is, and and this is on iPad OS as well. I think if you go into I forget settings privacy, I think you scroll down at the bottom, and it gives you um, the app privacy report where you can right. see all the um, the domains that these apps have been trying to contact. And maybe um, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. And it gives you, I think, a good general idea if you know what you're looking for of what are these apps doing when you're not looking at them. Absolutely. 
And then lastly, the uh, uh, the services security over uh, they have the overview on here too. That would be Find My and the Wallet app and iMessage and FaceTime, iCloud. Um, they do a really good job, and like I said, all the all the services that you actually just described to really help and protect you from that. Uh, when including with, with your you know, two factor authentication with Apple ID and to manage mm-hmm. Apple ID, and 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 you can you know use those uh, the the fake email addresses and put those in place. And if you don't want to share your email address, which is great, um, yeah. what, what do you what do you think? Is, do you think anything stands out with the services that the Apple does? It's unique. Um, I think overall, um, in general, I'm pretty pleased with what they have so far. If anything stands out, I want to say maybe iCloud Private Relay, just because um, one of the things we talked about earlier was Orbot that helps you mm-hmm. connect to the Tor network. And I kind of refer to iCloud Private Relay as Baby Tor because <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's not really in the same category. It does something similar where it bounces your traffic between less servers, I think, than Tor does. And it only works in Safari. It doesn't let you connect to Onion websites, but I think that's still a good step to, you know, be private and maybe Mm -hmm. try to hide your IP address and location online. Absolutely. Well, no, thanks. We, we're glad to get a little bit of overview of that. I've got, like I said, a link to the show notes to this platform security. It's it's a it's an active uh, site that keeps uh, Apple continues to update, so you don't have to go download download those white paper IB PDFs that end up being filed somewhere in your hard drive somewhere uh, because they get out can, of date. Point out, yeah, one point thing out. about that website please. or web page. Yeah, please. I love that they're updating it all the time, and yet the icon that they have for iOS, it's still the one that says 14. They never changed. Oh, it wait, 15. you're right. I just noticed that <laughs> they never changed that. Oh my gosh. Apple, come on. You got to get going here. <laughs> a lot of date, but otherwise everything, all, all the rest of this content is, is up to date. It, it is a good page. It, it is. So check that out. A couple more topics here before we uh, wrap it up here. Um, the lightning connector. It's ten years old this week, this year, and are we near getting an upgrade to USB C? We keep we've debated this a number of times. Uh, I have an article here in the show notes from Nine to Five Mac that uh, is asking what's for the, what's what's the next decade in store for uh, the, uh, the the Lightning connector, and will we see it in future devices, namely the iOS, um, the app, the iPhone uh, fourteen, and. Uh, I think it's long in the tooth. I think it's gone a long time. I don't recall the 30 pin connector went anywhere near as long as the lightning connector is, has, but it's, it's got so much limitations. It's, it's not, it's not fast. And like, uh, I like the, like the kind of uh, hear, hear your guys thoughts. Where, where's this going to go now? MagSafe is back and, and they brought that back. Uh, what about, what about lightning? Can, are they going to finally get rid of lightning in, in, in lieu of uh, USB-C? Uh, Jeff, what do you think? They're going to get rid of lightning because everything eventually goes away in, uh, and gets replaced with something else. Yeah. Lightning will, uh, I think, fairly soon be gone from all iPads. And so all iPads yeah, will be only USB-C. Yeah, there's only one left. So that'll go USB-C. The iPhone, I believe, is going to stay lightning until it's not. And what I mean by that is until they just get rid of that 
type of port completely. Mm-hmm. And it won't go to USB-C because it's going to be whatever Apple does next. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, and I think the reason we haven't seen iPhone go to USB-C yet is because it's not going to happen. Okay. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, I, I agree. I, I have had thoughts about this before. My thought has always been, you know, the, the rumors were, is Apple, is the iPhone going to USB-C or is it going to go portless? My opinion is at this point, I think Apple is going to, for the iPhone, skip over USB-C and just go straight to portless because I don't think it makes sense to go through this whole port transition where maybe they want to keep the iPhone on another 10 years with a, a, a whole other port because the rumors of the portless iPhone, it seems more recent to me that th- those have been kind of surfacing over the, over the past couple of years. Yeah. One of the things, one of the kind of downsides I've heard about a portless iPhone is that, uh, you know, with MagSafe, it's wireless power, but they're still got wireless data transfer to work with. But, um, yeah. Uh, the other side of this, I think, is that they they will slowly introduce this. Maybe only one model of maybe the iPhone 14 or 15 will be portless, and then just slowly, gradually transition us to this new paradigm. Absolutely, a- Andrew. I have a, uh, a hypothesis on what that portless iPhone will be, and it it won't be. It'll be portless in the sense that there's not going to be a place that you stick a connector in the bottom anymore. But I think that they'll do something uh, along the lines of, or in the same vein of, the spirit of the uh, the smart connector that we see on like the iPad Pro. Uh. And so there'll be this, just this flat thing where maybe with MagSafe, maybe it's designed so that you can drop the iPhone in a sled and add in extra ports that way. Or, but I, I think there's going to be some sort of physical connector for, for data at least. And we just haven't seen what that is yet. Yeah. And then uh, Warren, you get yeah. the final word. What, what is your thoughts on the, on lightning? Is it going away? Um. I'm more with Andrew. Uh, Andrew, I think uh, Portless is going to be where they're going to go. The only issue is sometimes Europe gets uh, upset uh, when people can't charge their devices with, you know, things that people have in their house. Um, So, you know, well, you know, will they go Portless and like, you know, provide a MagSafe uh, charger with every phone? because that's the only way you could do it. And will they give you like a MagSafe to USB-C adapter, or A adapter in Europe? Maybe, I don't know. Um, and, 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 you know, I think if they try hard enough, you could probably data transfer through this, you know, well, can you like get data through a magnet, like steel magnets? I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Anyhow. So I mean, you know, the the eye stick you put it on there, and you know, it might be slower than. Anyways, the watch doesn't have any port on ports on it, and and in early days it was a pain in the butt because it didn't have any ports, and when something broke, then it broke, uh, because there's no you know like any other de- device, we're all text and we're all able to uh, 
figure out how to uh, put a device in recovery and, and fix it. So I broke my watch twice in my beta life uh, and they replaced it. Too many, too, too many times. <laughs> I mean, they're actually really good about it with the beta program. They're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I broke it. They're like, okay, we'll send you a new one. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> but then the last time I went, they're like, um, I don't know if I bricked it or, or was worried about breaking it, but they don't send it. They, they actually send it. They send it back to Apple. They crack the glass, reset it, reseal the glass. And the whole, I mean, it's a mess, right? So hmm. anyway, bring it back to the phone is, yeah, that would be sad if they were portless, uh, you know, guys like us would have yeah. to send their phone back to Apple when we break them. So. All right. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I got one last topic here before we wrap things up here. We just talked about the Apple event that's coming. And why not talk about some future rumors here? Uh, the AirTag. Will there be an AirTag Max in 2023? Hmm. I wonder. Uh, I have an article here on iDrop News I thought that was really interesting and wanted to kind of touch upon this uh, a little bit here. Uh, AirTag obviously been very popular, obviously getting a lot of press lately because of security. I think it's 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 uh, it's familiar Rumors are saying that they uh, they have uh, Apple has begun working on a new AirPad AirTag Pro, which is a which is bigger than the uh, the current AirTag, but and a different form factor, which which will be interesting to see where that goes. Why? Uh, would, it, what? Why would anybody want a bigger uh, tracker? I, I'm with you, Warren. Like, yeah. that's, I, I, that's what I said. This if is anything, this is you know, the AirPad Max should be smaller. Like you, you know, the better version should be smaller than the bigger version. But they're, they're also saying that you know Apple supposedly is working on a new U2 chip to succeed the uh, successor to the U1 for better better range. And then they're also saying potentially that there could be an AirTag quote Max, which would be like a card like tracker, which would somehow be nearly as slim as of an Apple card. So again, all purely rumors. I thought just thought I'd whether we throw this out here, and then of course they're saying the pricing Max will be a little more. Stands a little bit bigger than just big, but okay. That's that's a could 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 it happen, Andrew? What do you think? Do you think this is something that Apple is working on? I don't think so. Yeah, um, I find it. I I I haven't heard any rumors about um, new AirTag hardware. It's no, just this, this is fresh. Trying to improve the software. Yeah, right. Because because of all the security concerns, there's been. okay. Yeah, so yeah, but the, the find my and then make sure that it's that's that it's traceable if someone puts a rogue tag in someone's uh, purse or car. Or, yeah, oh, that was, okay. That was the big thing. So, uh, but yeah, I I I figured it'd be a fun thing to wrap up here. It's, it's just some crazy crazy stories and there and you know, this this site tends to have some of the crazy stories and I, I and who knows <laughs> I mean. I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, uh, Jeff, you always talking about the tile and then, you know, how tile has been around for so long and you never hear any security uh, questions about them, but they're, they're just as insecure. I think would think than then Apple was with their air tech, not that the air tech was that bad, but, um, yeah. but uh, I read an article just recently. I know we need to wrap up fast. No, so no, we're fine. No, go, go. We're good. Yeah. Uh, I, I read an article recently where, uh, this reporter took an air tag and a tile and uh, and his family helped him with this. And so he put the, he put them, the tags like in, uh, in their school backpacks and, and stuff like that. So he could track and see 
just how effective it was to follow someone with a tile and with an air tag. And what he found was that it didn't make that much difference if it was a tile or an air tag, because uh, there's, there's enough devices out there. Yeah. Uh, air tag updates. He was getting more often than tile, but not, but not so much that it was like, Holy crap. I can track someone in real time. Yeah. Neither were good for real time. And, uh, and basically what it was is that, if if you put one of these trackers on someone, what you needed to do was wait until they get somewhere where they're just going to be for a while, and then you'll be able to figure out where the the tag is. And yeah. uh, and he was able to see an air tag uh, with a in some cases a little bit uh, more accurate location than a tile, like it. Uh, one of the air tags, he, he was able to see it was within a couple houses of where yeah. it actually was. And then the tile, it was uh, like a couple more houses were in <laughs> the mix. So, you know, at, at this point, uh, I, I'm done with people that say, oh, Apple needs to fix this and they're the worst for this. Yeah, yeah. it's. Well, a lot of clickbait out there on those on stories. Yeah. <laughs> Air, Air tags and tile, they're they are practically speaking the same, and they're not devices that you can use yeah. to track someone in real time. Also, I'm with Andrew on this article. Nope, not happening. Yeah, it's it's still still too new. We'll see what happens next year, a year from now. We got we got at least three or four more events coming up with Apple, so we'll both we'll, we'll be excited about stuff. Uh, one, go ahead, there you, you get the last word, Warren. So I had the uh, I reviewed I think uh, Chipotle wallet or something like that and and it came with the very thin like tile like credit card kind of thing so you know I could see the use case for that. Um, other than that, I'm gonna end with playing a sound on my dog. Let's see what she does. <laughs> nice. She's quiet. <laughs> doesn't care all right let's go ahead and wrap things up (laughs) that's a wrap for this week please send your comments questions and suggestions to our email address feedback at intouchwithios.com you can follow us on twitter at intouchwithios support the show buy me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee we would really appreciate the support it's also on our website Um, make sure you like share and subscribe so you're uh, notified when we are live streaming on our youtube page our youtube channel i should say youtube.com slash davig65 and you can watch past uh, listen to past shows and watch the videos um you can also visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics that we discussed uh, are flipped onto the list. And you can go, and that, that's many of the, sh- uh, the articles that we uh, talk about that are in our show notes as well. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And Andrew Orr, thank you so much. I had such a great time with you to, on the show. Where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me again. Uh, you can find me writing at MacObserver.com, Apple, privacy, security, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, keep in touch with me in there. Great. Thanks again. And uh, Jeff, thanks as always for being here. Uh, where can people find you? Well, thanks for having me back. It's always fun. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jay Gamut on both youtube.com slash Jay Gamut for my videos. And um, 
Uh, hey, you and I are going to be on the Mac show together yes. on Friday morning. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Tuesdays, I'm on Mac Voices Live. And uh, Branch Haffin and I have teamed up again. And uh, uh, we have uh, transformed Apple Context Machine into the Context Machine. And we've finished recording our most recent episode shortly before I hopped in here with you. So oh, we'll have awesome. a new episode of that out awesome. uh, as we're recording probably within hours. Awesome. And I enjoyed the, the cord cutting show last, last week. So guys, oh, thanks. you guys are cranking them out. It's great. All right. Warren, where is everybody finding you? Um, well, before I do that, I got a question. So um, my Twitter is WSPAR. It's obvious first first letter last name jeff j gamut obvious to uh at dave uh, you know that's dave and 65 of the year you're born andrew what the heck is this andrew will not no, andrew or not <laughs> so what what is what am i looking at here what am i trying to figure out uh, yeah my twitter can be kind of weird sometimes but uh it's yeah. awesome it's, it's clever. the best or well, not? What is it, Andrew or not? Is that what I'm trying to get? Or but there's I, not. I, an, yeah, it? Andrew or not? It's it's a it's a story from um, middle school. Okay, all right. <laughs> Just um, all right. Well, and where are they uh, finding you, Gord? <laughs> um, right now um, I've been quiet the last two weeks because of work. But back to the future Facebook group. It's fun. Uh, no shame to be there. Uh, we won't tell anybody. Uh, That's there. fun. Because of uh, you know, the Facebook I hate, but um, it's a fun group. Um, a lot of people I think are I had three people, four people posted today that the, there's going to be a, a Apple event next week. So it's always fun. Wait, there's an Apple event? There is. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say. I was waiting for you to say. Yeah, we I, know. I always love. Well, I did on Facebook, but I always I love. Not, I love. You know, I love whenever you know people kind of post, 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 and then like a day and a half later, one person posts the same thing about the, the event. I'm like, okay, I mean, it's a day and a half later now. Come on, I'm yeah. Not gonna, uh, I'm sorry, but um, don't, don't really kill them. They're there to have some fun. So you know, it's, it's going to be like the internet's for meme, right? You know, uh, you know, internet explorer being stuff. Anyhow, uh, Mac to Future Facebook group um, is where I am. And Great. Andrew, very cool meeting you. Uh, well, like having you here. I think I met you before. I'm no Mac Voices. Yeah. All right. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I've been on Mac Voices. Yeah. All right. And uh, Warren, thanks for that. Thanks, thanks for being here. And thanks to thanks you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we really appreciate it. And we'll talk again soon.